of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Hour number two of the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. It's a full tang Wednesday. Fitzy in the house. And uh, let's add this to the pile. Fitzy, what does this mean? Uh, Andy Hart retweeted it, so I was able to see this. Andy Hart did an eyeball emoji, which is very helpful. But uh, Matthew Judon, who's very active on Twitter, he tries to recruit players. He hasn't gotten any of them yet, but unfortunately he's hurt right now. He tweeted out uh, about 20 minutes ago. Judon did. Okay. Matt Judon tweeted out. All right. Just a gif of uh, former WWF, WWE superstar Kane walking down the ramp. Oh, he's coming back. Is that what that means? Oh, 100%. What else would that mean? I mean, wouldn't you go with, like, Undertaker sitting yeah, up? the sitting up. Yeah. Sitting up. Even Kane does the sit-up. He does the Michael Myers sit-up, yeah. just like his brother, yeah. his KFA brother. But Kane walking out of the back in, on Monday Night Raw, like a, I guess. Because what else would that possibly mean? With Judon, though? It's tough. Do you, Fitz, do you have a stab? Why in the world would Matthew Judon <laughs> race back after tearing a bicep tendon for this, this year to help out for this? To, like, what if they're 5-10 and 10 and he can be back for the last yeah. two games? Get a couple more sack lunches. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> That's what it is? What do you think? No? He wants to pad some stats? I don't know. I mean, he's a team guy. I, you, you know, you respect him for that. Or maybe he was just thinking about Kane and like the career that Kane had. That was that was the former uh, Sir Isaac Yankum. That was a failed gimmick he had. Does he? Does he have uh, dentist? Does he have? Does he have issues with his brother? Good poll. Good question. A, does he have a brother? He's gonna need a boiler room brawl now to settle it. Well, that's a good point. I didn't even thought about that. You know, maybe just, that's what he's talking thinking, about. I'm just. I don't mean to get too biblical. I don't want to get heady. I know it's sports radio. It's seven oh five on a Wednesday, but Kane. Yeah. Oh, you were referring to Abel. I was referring to The Undertaker. He had, he no, had I was refer- yeah, I was definitely referring to Abel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, again, a lot of Patriots news is flying right now. Mike, Florio, Mike Florio's got uh, the commanders interested in trading for Bill Belichick. Josh McDaniels fired by the Las Vegas Raiders, as was most of the coaching staff, which he assembled there. Uh, the players that he all brought in, they're still there, although Jimmy Garoppolo got benched. So the Raiders are turning over to uh, Aiden O'Connell. And uh, former Giant Antonio Pierce is going to be the interim head coach for now. And then Matt Judon's tweeting gifts of Kane. So add it all together and see what you got. Let's go to uh, Diane. Matt Judon's going to ring the bell Sunday. That's what it is. My turn. Di- oh, yes, it is your turn. Diane and Braintree, how are you? Hey, how are you, folks? Doing pretty great. This is my thought. Okay. I think that they should bring Tom Brady back as the Raiders coach. Make McDaniels is defensive coach, and they would be golden. Brady can do it. Excellent. Diane, way to represent for my hometown. Yep, Braintree in the house. Hold on a second. Wait, right. so Diane wanted Brady, Brady as the coach. Who wanted to be a minority owner in the Raiders this yeah. offseason, but was prohibited from doing so because I think league ownership did not trust that he wasn't going to try to come back. I'm coach. Oh, by the way, yeah. the Raiders also expected – Tom Brady to not fully retire and be the quarterback this season, yeah. or so we heard a few weeks ago. Then he didn't. He stayed retired. They went and got the guy that was supposed to take over for Brady years ago that forced Belichick into a hissy fitness bat yeah. with Brady and 
Robert Kraft allegedly in the form of Jimmy Garoppolo. Now he's benched. Yeah, yeah. McDaniel's yep. is fired, yep. and Tom Brady has broke up with Alex Guerrero. Diane's okay. calling back, Stiz. You can tell her maybe tomorrow. We got it. I think we got the gist of it there. Let's go to Pete in the car. Tough act to follow. What do you got, Pete? Pete. Hey, guys. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm up for it. Enjoyed the conversation <laughs> with Diane. Uh, for, there, was no, uh, there was no sarcasm in that, Fitzy. There was no sarcasm. That was pure honesty. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. That's what we come to expect it, from you, Pete, in the car. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Rich, I'm the one who called a couple of weeks ago when Andy was on and said that, you know, I'm the one who would like them to lose every single game the rest of the year, but would also like Bill to keep his job. Um you know, when I felt pretty good about things, Bill's got a contract extension. That sounded great. The Buffalo win was a minor speed bump. This Judon coming back isn't helpful at all. Nope. I think he should take his time, mm-hmm. relax. Um, but I guess I'd also just like to say, right, I think the team is going in the correct direction, right? What other team, after having the best player in NFL history on their roster for 20 years, wouldn't bottom out completely after losing that player? Only Bill Belichick, New England Patriots, right? They're finally bottoming out. I mean, I think... They are going in the right direction. This is this is what they need to do. They need to kind of rebuild. And I guess I also feel like, you know, Bill deserves three swings at things, right? His first swing was the 2021 free agent spending spree, and that failed. I guess swing two will be, in my mind at least, I'm sure it might not be given everything that's going on, but would be this year's free agent spending. Get it right. Instead of trying to find three average receivers to overpay, for shorter-term contracts, let's just overpay one really good receiver with a longer-term contract or something like that. But, I you just, know, I guess yeah. I feel like Bill still deserves three swings. All right, that's fair. I okay. uh, I don't – I think – I mean, it's four seasons. It's four full seasons, and they're much worse in 2023 than they were in 2021. They're much worse. And they took the quarterback in 2021. They took a first-round pick quarterback, showed a little bit of life, and then have just sunk – after the next two years. And I don't trust him at all to, even when it comes to the big spending spree. So we're talking about Matt Judon. That is a hit. That is a, a no doubt hit. They signed a lot of guys that off season, including Nelson Aguilar and uh, what Jalen Mills, who they can't even find a role for now. Uh, you know, different stabs at tight ends, which again, Hunter Henry's fine. Uh, but like Mike Gesicki, I know that was this year, not two years ago, but he stinks. Like, don't forget the legend of John New Smith. Oh, good one. Like, there's Kendrick Bourne was it? Kendrick Bourne to me turned out to be a hit last he year. Could I, have been, but they, but like they screwed it up. Like, I think they might have identified the talent, but then they didn't put him in the best spot to succeed. So, like, the, out of all those guys that they've signed over the last three years, it's been Juno. That's yeah. it. Like that, you feel like great and, about. It. Yes, yeah, that like that you feel really, really good about. So uh, like, I don't, tr- I don't trust them, even if they have a lot of money to spend. Okay, great. All right, so I didn't get a chance to list full disclosure because I was obviously making the rounds, chasing the kids, trick or treating, et cetera, last night. Um, I didn't get a chance to listen to much of the show. However, I, not yet. I mean, I have it obviously saved. <laughs> obviously, I subscribe to the podcast, good. and of course, I good, use good. the Odyssey app. If you don't have it, no doubn. it's available now. Anywhere you download your, your apps, of course, it's free. Obviously, A D A C Y. But, okay, so what was your reaction to you're probably not going to have Ezekiel Elliott backs next year. You're probably not going to re-sign Josh Uche, and there may be one or two other players that are on expiring deals that you're not going to have back. Why didn't you deal them? That was wild. Yeah, it was very similar to Heim Bloom. Actually, Heim Bloom's was worse because I thought they should have been buyers, the, the, yeah. and they didn't, and well, they, the they decided to do nothing. team was yeah. begging you to do it, whereas the Patriots were very clearly, or at least should have been, 
sellers, and I get that they didn't have a lot to sell, but there's at least three or four guys, and you probably could have piled up some fourth-round picks, maybe possibly a third-round pick, I don't know, but more likely, you know, fourth-round picks, things like that. Just add to it because specifically the guys that are going to be free agents, and unfortunately Kendrick Bourne got hurt, so you kind of put him off to the side. But between Uche, Duggar, and Onwenu, how many of those guys do you truly think are going to be re-signed by the Patriots? Between Uche, Onwenu, and Duggar? Yeah. One. I agree. Maybe one. I wouldn't rule out none. And so to sit there and get nothing for any of those guys and play out these final nine games, like what are these nine games going to do for you? Because you could say, well, a fourth-round pick's not worth a ton. It's just something. It's more capital if there's another head of football operations next year, they'll have that many extra picks where they can either move up or they can just throw some darts. You never know what happens. I mean, Pop Douglas is a six-round pick. You hit on a couple of these dart throws, and, and you got something there, rather than, oh, aren't you glad you had Josh Uche you know, through December? It's like, no, you're not bringing him For back. What? For so, what? And I think Mike Giardi wrote about it today how uh, I believe he heard that uh, – there were talks about some of their players, but they had sort of been like, all right, here's what we think that they're worth. And teams like, well, I we don't think they're worth that. And then, so ultimately they did nothing. You're like, great. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, terrific. Awesome. That's great. Awesome. Well, I'm awesome. so awesome. glad that they explored and did nothing about it. Frustrating, right? I mean, th- th- yeah, it, it seems like an obvious one. Uh, like the Mac Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, like that's a little bit different, I guess. I don't, I, I, the reports are nobody called for Mac Jones. Nobody wanted Mac Jones. And Ezekiel Elliott, like, unfortunately, running backs kind of are a dime a dozen. Teams had a chance to get Ezekiel Elliott eight weeks ago. They didn't really want him then. You could find somebody else. But those other guys that are at the end of their first contracts, I am mm-hmm. I am surprised that uh, they didn't get dealt. Uh, let's go to Matt in Rhode Island. He joins us next here on WEI. What's up, Matt? Um, just on that subject, quick, um, I bet they got calls on all those guys. They probably just didn't get what they wanted. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, they're good players. But anyway, when McDaniels got the call from uh, Babyface Davis to, to meet him for breakfast at P.F. Chang's, he knew something was up this morning. <laughs> um, so, and why do people think he's going to come back here? He just made like $60 million. Like, for Josh, honestly, like, he's from Ohio. I, I would go get the Michigan State job and make another 56 so he get fired in another two years and call it a career. Well, I think the connection, I mean, Matt, the, real quick, I would say the connection is fairly obvious only because Josh McDaniels himself left and came back. Matt Patricia left and came back. Joe Judge left and came back. So there's so many guys that do that. Patriots love free guys. So if Josh doesn't want to sit around and he wants a job, I don't know if anybody else would have him. I think I think you, if he wants to coach, at least anytime soon, it's going to have to be here. Yeah, I just think he's like, he's, for a college, for yeah, I no, think I, he, he yeah. go to college. And make, make, but anyway, um, if I could just, just leave you with a quick Celtics point. Yep. Uh, they're playing the Pacers tonight. Yep. Halliburton's out. But the yep. kid O'Shea Bissett, like he, he's got some talent. Um, he's deep on the bench right now, but he's working his way around. And um, just keep an eye out for him going forward. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. All right. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. Yeah, I think there's an opportunity there for a number of bench guys. O'Shea Bissett's one of them to grab some minutes. I mean, if they're playing, besides – you know, Horford, like their top six. After that, if you are on the roster, you're competing with Sam Hauser, Peyton Pritchard, the Murder Cornet, like any of those guys as of right now, they have a chance to take minutes. So whatever opportunity O'Shea Brissett or Lamar Stevens or any of these guys get, then I don't know, there's a chance. So I'm, I'm with Matt on that. They, they might find a way into the rotation. 
O'Shea Brissett was also credited with being an energy guy the other night, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Being a little, a nice little spark off the bench. Good. I you know, if so. people want to come in and do a little cleanup in IL Celtics, you know, yep. come in, you know, be, play some defense, grab some boards, do some dirty work. Well, That's exactly the kind of stuff we've been begging for to complement Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and these guys for a while that they don't seem to do quite as well. Let mm-hmm. them come in, do the dirty work, do the wet work, and let these guys shine. People are calling tonight the O'Shea Brissett revenge game because he spent the last three years in Indiana. The O'Shea. Yeah. People now, are when you say that. people, that means multiple persons. All right. Well, I said it. And so the okay. next person that says it, there will be two. There'll be people. There'll be multiple people. So person is calling it the O'Shea. Okay. <laughs> there, there is person saying right now. Yeah. Well, look how good Porzingis was against his former team, the Knicks. Wouldn't you say that would translate to O'Shea Brissett tonight against the Pacers? And how good was the Zinger against the well, Washington? He actually kind of owed the Wizards one because they put him in a good spot to shine, which is what got him dealt. Yeah, he's to played two of his former teams right off the rip. I think O'Shea Brissett was just waiting for this opportunity. Didn't have Monster to wait long, game. mind you. Game four. Give me all the overs on the book right now. Yep. I don't even know if he was listed, but we'll have to go, we'll have to go check. Uh, let's go to Ted and Haverhill. What's going on, Ted? Hey, boys. How you guys, how you guys doing? Good. All right, Teddy. You know, I, call, I, I called uh, about the NFL coaching carousel, but honestly, you guys are just talking about the Celts. They're winning it all this year. Porzingis is going to show, like, truly how a European big man can win it because, like, He's going to be better than Jokic because everybody around Whoa. him is better. He's going to be better than Jokic? But anyway. Ted, please. Better than Jokic? No, no, no. His cast, everybody around him is oh, better oh, than oh, everybody oh, around Jokic. Oh, oh gotcha. So, but he is a European big man that can shoot the three. So, yeah. you know what I mean? He fits the bill. Okay. Are you calling but it anyway. the O'Shea Brissett game? Have you heard anybody talking about that? <laughs> no, not, not, ah. not today. But right. I just think it's insane that the Raiders really paid Josh McDaniels a guaranteed $60 million after it was basically proven that his first six games as the head coach in Denver were at Fugazi. Like, he literally did Spygate in Denver. Like, he literally would coach his defense and be like, when they do this, you do this. And they started 6-0. and Wow. What's his record as the head coach and without Tom Brady uh, in his system since then? Uh, his record as a head coach is 20-33. and not good. Nope. Three of those 20 wins, though, against Bill Belichick, which I would argue is also not good. So, uh, Matt Judon tweeting out a Kane gift. Now, uh, in the Twitch chat, let me mm-hmm. pull this up. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bacon Boy 7821 nice. says he referred to Kane because Judon is the red sleeve machine. Kane is the big red machine. Kane also wears red sleeves or ah. one or one red sleeve. Do you buy into that a little bit? Although the gift now, I respect Bacon Boy's attention to detail, but in the gift they tweeted out, he was actually sleeveless. Correct. But he is the big red machine. Mm-hmm. So, I, I it could just something. first first of all, Rich, did you ever think you would come to a point in your career mm-hmm. where the words "I respect Big Bacon Boy's opinion"? Yeah, sure. I was hopeful. Those, okay. Yeah. All right, just to, just right, coming off the heels of O'Shea Brissett yeah. revenge game, you are. Well, it turns out John in the car in the Twitch chat as well saying it is the O'Shea revenge game. So that okay, is now so multiple now people have said now it. Now people are so. saying it. Okay, good. Now there you go. Got mul- multiple sources. I mean, to me, yep. it could just be if he's coming back, 
That means Jude. I, to me, it could just. I can't see Matthew. Don't, you Jude don't need to. Play. You don't Why need to come back. Why would you push yourself? With, you don't need we to come back. or the Commanders will need you next year. So. All right, Matt Judon's tweeting out wrestling gifts. Josh McDaniels fired by the Raiders, and Mike Florio thinks the Commanders could trade for Bill Belichick. It's also a Would You Rather Wednesday, so we have got some questions to kick around in your phone calls. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy right now here at Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now, brought to you by Awaken 180. The Patriots continue to get ready to take on the Commanders on Sunday at Gillette Stadium. Kickoff 1 p.m. Four Patriots players did not participate at practice today. Those players were Calvin Anderson, Farrell Brown, Trent Brown, and Devontae Parker. Seven players were on limited participation. Those players were Christian Barmore, Jawan Bentley, Miles Bryant, Jonathan Jones, Vidarian Lowe, Josh Uche, and Dietrich Wise. The Patriots announced yesterday that Kendrick Bourne has been moved to the IR list. Coach Bill Belichick spoke with the media earlier today about finding a wide receiver who can step up and fill that role. Like some other guys that you know aren't able to play, Just gives other players opportunities, and you know, we'll see what they do. Some guys have stepped in, you know, really done a good job for us. Jennings, Mike playing right tackle. You just go right down the line, but you know, pop. These guys have had opportunities. They've stepped in, played well, helped themselves. Far more, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know, at that spot. Crazy morning in Vegas as the Raiders fired head coach Josh McDaniels and general manager Dave Ziegler, as well as benching quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. The Raiders have named linebackers coach Antonio Pierce as their interim head coach and their current assistant GM, Champ Kelly, will serve as interim GM. The 3-0 Celtics home tonight hosting the Indiana Pacers. Tip-off at 7.30. We'll keep you posted on the score of that game when it starts. The Bruins have the night off tonight. They'll be back on the ice at home tomorrow when the Maple Leafs will come to town. Puck drop at 7.30. And game four of the World Series Last night, the Rangers beat the Diamondbacks 11-7 in Arizona. That series will stay in Arizona for Game 5, which is tonight in just about an hour. First pitch at 8.03. Awaken 180, weight loss. Learn how Awaken 180 has a 98% customer satisfaction rating. Proven results when you choose the solution for weight loss at Awaken 180. I'm Stiz. That's just trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Keefe Show coming up. You can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. Fitzy is here, taking up until 10 o'clock. You can join the program, 617-779-7937. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. You can also watch the program on Twitch. Just follow WEEI. You get all the shows from 6A all the way up until uh, 10P. And uh, really the news of the day, Josh McDaniel's gone. Florio's floating around an idea that maybe the Washington Commanders would trade for Bill Belichick. At the end of the season, uh, commanders are also the opponent this week. Uh, maybe that makes it a little bit more uh, juicy, potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, huh? Yeah, and it's funny. Uh, Bill was actually asked about the Florio report. And you want to hear what Bill said? Sure. Spent time getting ready for Washington. Oh, there you go. There you have it, folks. You don't say. There you have it, folks. Getting ready for Washington. He's packing his stuff. 
Get ready to go to Washington. No, that was from Bill. That was from about three or four different answers today. Uh, asking about the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're getting ready for Washington. So they're going to be super prepared for this game against the Commanders is what it sounds like. Because they totally didn't spend time no. working the trade deadline, picking up the phone. Nope. Worrying nope. about other people's business. They're just, you know, trying to, trying to prepare for Washington. Just trying to prepare for Washington. So we will uh, get to that. In fact, uh, Phil Perry from NBC Sports Boston had a pretty good back and forth with with Bill on that. Actually, we'll, we will get to that soon. But right now, let's go to Joe in Randolph. He joins us next on the program. What's up, Joe? Yeah, howdy, Rick. Howdy. Uh, oh. I just want to point out that the last couple of years, Coach Belichick has really been denigrated and dragged through the mud, Rich. And I just wanted to tip my old Army helmet to him and thank him for 14 championship years and six Super Bowls. I mean, can you imagine being a Jets fan? Does no. anybody remember no. Joe Namath? <laughs> What do you think? Well, real quick, Joe, I, I I agree. I mean, the career that Bill has had, I don't think will be matched. I think there's definitely a time and a place to look back and celebrate all the successful seasons in the Super Bowls. But right, like, take right now. How do you think he's doing right now? Not well. There you go. But and that's, so that's what we're think... saying. That's sort of the nature of the business. Like we, we have to talk about it every single day. And so as much as Fitzy and I both would love to say, hey, remember in 2001 when Ty Law picked off Kurt Warner and like just relive all those great moments, the reality is to get back to those moments, it just feels like he's not going to be the one in charge. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think he's getting kind of long in the tooth. Yeah. And maybe he's lost a little on his fastball. But I think when you you criticize or critique him and his performance of late, Mm -hmm. I don't think it needs to be so venomous and and so much malice in it. I seem to hear a lot of it coming from everybody, including the fans. Mm -hmm. I mean, Coach Belichamp has given us 20 years of really enjoyable football, because I remember the team back in the late 60s and the early 70s. Sure. Oh, yeah, a lot of bad years. There's no doubt. Oh, my God, you know, you wanted to slit your wrists every oh. time you they the end of the game. Right. But, uh, you know, he gave us a lot of good memories, and I think we should treat him with a little more respect and a few less kicks in the butt. All right, with- Joe, I appreciate that side of it. Let me just mm-hmm. uh, ask you, Fitzy. Sure. How much respect has he given to the fans and sort of with the, with the media, sort of the conduit, right? Like he's not there Mm -hmm. talking to the fans every day, but that's the whole idea of the media is sort of ask the questions that we think fans want to hear and and that kind of thing. And so how, how respectful would you say he is? Very. (laughs) He's on Washington. Can't do it without him. Like that's what we're just talking about with Florida. Not that I love Florio by any means, but the idea of like, this is entertainment. Like this is entertainment. Right. It can it's, also it's be your job. Right. Yes, we're allowed to. Like we're opinionating. We're taught. We're having a conversation. We're just. We just don't happen to have as much, you know, uh, craft beer and buffalo chicken dip as we would <laughs> maybe five hours before the game on a Sunday. And it's a shame because they compliment right. everything on the Rich Keefe Show and everything that we do here on the program. Sure, but for God's sakes, geez, I mean, to say <laughs> that Bill Bel like Bill Belichick has earned the right to continue to coach this football team. But if you continue to coach in the National Football League and you make the decisions that he has made and you're willing to live and die by those decisions, big decisions like letting Tom Brady go, 
grocery shopping, playing these people, not playing certain people in Super Bowls, then you have to be willing to take the heat. And he would not be the one. I do not believe in my heart of hearts. He would not be the one to step in and say, hey, I'm above reproach. You guys don't get to criticize anything I've done ever since Tom Brady left town. Sorry, I've earned the right to be emotionally and critically bulletproof until I leave and for years after. He knows it. Yeah. It comes with the territory. Oh, 100%. And, he's and the, the guy fact that-, that we're grousing now shows that we still care. We're, yeah. we're not apathetic. He set the standard, too, for moving on from guys before their careers were over because it was in the best interest of the team. Correct. So is it in the best interest of the team to keep Bill around and have Bill... We don't know exactly what his role is, evidently, with the player personnel, but we know he's a, he's a part of it. So yeah. he should be the head coach and in charge of the roster when... I mean, multiple Hall of Famers he moved on from. Tom Brady is like the crazy glaring uh, example of, of recent times. But, I mean, Richard Seymour didn't end his career here. Ty Law didn't end his career here. Rob Gronkowski didn't end his career here. Those are four of the greatest players I've ever seen play. And they and he was like, nope. You know, whether it was performance or pay or whatever Bill came up with, he was like, we're going to be better off without those guys. And... Believe it or not, without Ty Law, without Richard Seymour, they were able to win. Now, we haven't seen that post-Gronk or post-Tom Brady, and I have a feeling we never will uh, see it post-Tom Brady or, or Rob Gronkowski. I mean, it's nope. five years without a playoff win, which, you know, the last caller brings up the Jets. You're right. If you want to compare yourself to the Browns, Jets, and Lions, way better. Still way better. But if you're also talking about, you know, just look at the Boston teams. Like you go into a five year drought. Everyone's like, well, what the hell's going on here? We're going right. to need some, some major changes. Is this, is this that Belichick has bought himself? Yeah. I don't time like for that. A, like judgment free time. Like, eh, guys, you're going to get need to give me five years. Like Florio was talking about, yeah. Oh, he'll need five years to turn things around in Washington. If he were to actually <laughs> go there based on speculation, I, here, that, that, it, that doesn't work. Here's uh, his back and forth today with Phil Perry. So mm-hmm. Phil's kind of asking him about like his, Role with the player personnel, but uh, here, here's how that went. So, like, this is the same thing we've talked about. We've talked about this 50 times. If they have something that they think I need to know about, then we talk about it. If I have a personnel situation that I think they need to know about, I tell them about it, and then they look into it. It's the same thing I've said the last 50 times we've talked about this. We work together when there's something to work together on. When there isn't something to work together on, then I coach, they do personnel. Yeah. I was just trying to clarify, just because you make it sound just, two different things, you are, our understanding is your yes, if there's something, Yes, if there's something that we need to talk about, then we talk about it. And if there isn't something to talk about, we we'll just sit there and stare at each other all day like right. we both have other stuff to do. Not both, but like their department, the coaching department, like there's other things going on. So I'm just going to sit there and stare at each other and, you know, see if the phone's going to ring or there's going to be some bold on news or whatever. Like we have stuff to do. Awkward. Anyway, um, so here's okay. the thing. Bill Belichick's famous for this, but other people, people probably in your own life uh, deal with this. When you ask them a question and they don't give you a straight answer, and then when you follow up with maybe the same question or a reworded question that you're trying to get get a answer and they continue to not give you one, they're like, well, we've, we've talked about this 50 times. It's like, well, if you don't answer it, I'm going to go for 51 because, like, we want to know. You're like, right. are you are you in charge of the player personnel or not? 
Like, is is that still your main responsibility? We know he's worked with people forever. Like, mm-hmm. go back to Pioli and Dimitrov, and uh, there's been a mil- Casario. A million guys have been here. So we know that he's not doing every single thing and, like, rounding every single dollar on every guy on the roster. Mm-hmm. But I would assume it was his decision to go with Juju Smith-Schuster over Jacoby Myers, just like it, was, it had to have been his decision to not trade Josh Uche or not trade Kyle Duggar. But, like, he's doing it in this weird way where he just won't give you an answer, and then he's getting pissy about it. Well, see, now we've heard to the contrary recently that Bill Belichick was not a huge Juju Smith-Schuster guy, and the personnel people are the ones who talked him into it. That report surfaced a couple weeks ago. Okay. So there was that. And listen, if the personnel Every, guys there's are like the a, ones... There's leaks all so over the place, what it feels like, right? Mess. It that's seems like Kraft, Belichick, maybe the coaches, they're all putting out stuff right now. Right. And that's the beauty of it, because if you are one of many involved yep. with player personnel, then the good ones were you and the bad ones weren't. Oh, of course. That's like the that's, easy thing. Yeah. Oh, I picked that one. I had nothing to do with that one. Oh, this guy, my guy. That guy, no, definitely not a me guy. But like, if the... if How could it... Like, well, you know, if there's something to talk about, we'll talk about it. We're sitting around and stare at each other all day. Okay, but, Bill, what if yeah. you either knew that another team was willing to hear offers about somebody, was definitely ready to move on from them, or just you knew you had a need? Wouldn't you then go to Grow or Wolf or whomever and say, like, hey, guys, I'm see how much Chase Young's going to cost. Or, like, hey, yeah, you know, I, well, we lost Bourne. Can I get another receiver over here? Uh, as, as opposed to just, like, if they, like, they're the ones who can only herald or summon him. Like, that just sounds right. nonsensical. I think there was a, another question and answer where he, I think he referred to yesterday as, like, just, like, another day, like, getting ready for the commanders or whatever. And you're like, so... Th- just if, another day. If the trade deadline is, in fact, just another day, then, like, I, I feel like other teams might look at it a little bit differently. There were deals done. There wasn't any mm-hmm. real star marquee players necessarily dealt that there you know may have been rumored about but still there are trades to be done it's in yeah. fact bill belichick's teams have made many trades on trade deadline day in the past when they've been good and they've either brought players in or they've traded players away on trade deadline day so i don't know i mean right. that that was just a uh, a bizarre kind of back and forth there but he's he's getting a little a uh, little annoyed a little testy ball. i mean come on prickly. like Testy is his resting state as head coach True. of the Patriots, especially when dealing with the local media, who always just wants to make him look bad because that's what all that's all no, we I do. Know. I know, but like it's not, it's not cute or charming or even like a oh, classic Bill anymore. Like all of that stuff was connected to a really good team. So if you're really good, just like in all walks of life, you're really good at something. You can kind of do it any way you want. Like if you're that good, if you're the best at whatever it is, you can kind of do it any way you want. And that's why, you know, in I just think now fans have kind of, they're not really on his side. And if they did trade him, like Florio suggesting, to the commanders, I don't think there'd be too many people. Now, we took a caller that said, hey, we got to, you know, thank him and, and, you know, honor him for all that stuff. Yeah, I think there's a time for that, and they will. Whether or not he chooses to come back for his Patriots Hall of Fame induction and whether he holds a grudge and all that, we've discussed that in the past too. But, uh Oh, As of right, right now, you can't, you can't, you can't frost Belichick. Because what if on Tom Brady returns yeah. day? What is that? Six, twelve, twenty-four. He won't uh, come back. What if Belichick's like, yeah, I'm not coming back. Won't come back. Maybe they can schedule the Commanders where he's where he's coaching them and and doing it up. So, do you think? Or let's let's flip the question then. 
If Robert Kraft was yep. offered a draft pick for Bill Belichick, would Robert Kraft do it? If he were off like a good, a high draft pick. Let's go a two. He's offered a two. Let's say let's say the commanders offer the Patriots what they got yesterday for Sweat and Young. Okay, two and a three. I believe Sean Payton, who is wildly overrated in my mind, mm-hmm. went for a one, a two, and a three, if I remember correctly. Wow. I think now he went he's much for, younger, but also yeah. less accomplished. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he got a they got a one this year and then they got a two and a three next year. Yeah. Must be nice. That's it's crazy. not gonna just be a two and a three. The caller that called up in the first hour, incredulous that I would that I would possibly suppose a first round pick would be included in there. Sorry. Oh no, I'm sorry, my bad. It was uh, no, this is actually a little bit better. They traded a one and a two for Peyton and a three. So basically it was a one and then like a pick swap the next year. Like they just get to move okay. up around. So Fine. essentially they got a one. They got a one they got a one for Sean Payton, who had been out of the league for only a year, right? He did media for 2022, mm-hmm. and so now he's he's 59 years old. So what is that, 12 years younger than Belichick? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of time. But I wouldn't want Sean Payton. No. That doesn't, but, that doesn't do it. But a splash move for a team with a new owner that's looking to freshen up the franchise. Maybe they'll start build, break ground on a new stadium. You got Bill Change Belichick the team name there. again. Yeah, new team name. Probably a new logo. So they've gone since, let's let's call it 2010. They've had uh, Mike Shanahan, Jay Gruden, then Bill Callahan just as an intern for Jay Gruden, and Ron Rivera. So, I mean, Mike Shanahan was an established Super Bowl winning coach, and they brought him back and tried to see if he could regain some of his uh, old Denver days. Didn't. Made the playoffs once. Jay Gruden made the playoffs once in a bunch of years. And then Ron Rivera, who had some success in Carolina, made a Super Bowl appearance. But mm-hmm. he, this is his going on, on his fourth year. the legs and arm of Cam Newton. But Correct. Sure. Yeah, 15-1 and one that year. Uh, he made the playoffs his first year. We already went over that with a losing record. And then they've been, you know, average to below average ever since. So they, they've gone, I guess my point is they've gone with the older, experienced, established. established coaches before uh, but it's a new ownership group too. So this would be the ownership's group, their new, like, you know, their first opportunity to make a splash. So do they want to go with the biggest name possible, even though he's 71, or do you want to try to find some like upstart coach? I've got a great idea for them. Okay. You want to go with someone a little bit younger uh-huh. who very well could be available, has coached in the NFL before, has program building experience, and currently is embroiled in a scandal of Belichickian proportions, which means vis-a-vis, he may very well know how to uh, gather advanced intel to uh-huh. gain a competitive advantage. Jim Harbaugh, come on down. You are the new coach of the Washington Commanders. You can see that, Jim Harbaugh. How about what's going on there? Dude, It's insane. you see the thing today? Yes. The guy that is at the center of the scandal... Mm-hmm. Doing the illegal advanced recruit, the illegal advanced scouting and info capturing. So it's like a big spy gate for Michigan, essentially. Massive, massive, massive spy gate, like way over the top spy gate for Michigan. But yeah, go ahead. The the Matt Walsh, if you will, of the Michigan Wolverines was allegedly spotted on the sidelines of Central Michigan at the start of the season Uh in a pair of aviators, credentialed. 
credentialed, wearing Central Michigan gear and wearing those glasses that you'd get out of a Mission Impossible movie where there's like a little camera and a little light on it. Definitely not me, like with a pencil-thin mustache and everything. Literally wearing an outfit that says, I'm definitely not supposed to be here. Let's go Chippewas. Yeah, he looks like Holy he's... Holy smokes. He looks like I he's saw, I started in a movie. laughing out loud when I saw it. Yeah, he did. Like undercover in a movie. We're like, I'll just slip this hat on and I'll just dress like one of the coaches. It's the best thing I've seen in forever. It's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of layers to this thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, if this all... Like, it seems like it's true, right? So, I mean, Harbaugh can't survive this, can he? Uh-uh. No, no, but that doesn't mean that they're going to bump them. As a matter of fact... If you're the NCAA, and oh, they're going to ba- be in the Final Four, and you're having a yeah. banner year, you yeah. need Michigan in the Final Four because you need a national yeah. villain, and everyone's going to want to root against them. No. And I welcome it. That's true. All right, we have the fantasy brief coming up. Let's go to Matt and Walpole. He joins us next. What's up, Matt? What's going on? I uh, well, I wanted to say about Bill's comments to Phil Perry. I I kind of understood where he was coming from. I I don't think that this is really any new information about how the front office works in New England. It's worked like this for like 20 years. Like Bill gets the final say. So when he has a problem, like mid-season, he goes to the personnel department, says, hey, find me a guy and then come back to me and we'll, you know, we'll make a decision. I just, was anyone really sitting here thinking that Bill is doing the scouting himself? Because I, I don't think he's ever done that. I I think that's why he was saying, I'm telling you this for the 50th time. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you on, like, it's not mm-hmm. brand new information. And thanks for the call, Matt. Like, I, there's definitely times, and I remember even myself, like, years ago, Bragg, talking to Bill Belichick and asking him wow. about trade deadlines, sort of the responsibilities. And it was a similar thing where he was talking about, you know, Nick does this, that, and the other thing, and they have, like, all these, it's like a whole system in place. I get it, but it does feel like this year's a little bit different with the, you know, I think he is being a bit vague about, like, what he's in charge of, what he I, isn't, because he knows how bad the roster is, so he wants very to distance himself. He's, <laughs> yeah. never va- he's never vague or misleading. Rich. No, Come I mean, I, well, Come I guess on. you could also make the case that he always has been, but I don't know. I, I get what the caller's saying. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a one-man show. No team has no. one guy running every single thing, but I don't know if he's trying to become, like, make it sound like he's a little bit more hands-off than he is. Correct. And I think that's, I think that's what is, what's so confusing. Like we, we just looking for a little in Intel and insight now, especially at such an inactive trade deadline with such weird roster moves made the last couple of years as to exactly what his role is or what the protocol and procedures. I mean, I just, I'm all, I love finding out. And it's so funny. Oh, we'll see umpteen specials and DVDs and get behind the scenes. Looks out the wazoo when things are going well. When things aren't going well? No. Nope. Jesus, Phil, I told you this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, we're going to do uh, the fantasy brief. Is week nine in the NFL, and your fantasy season kicks off tomorrow night. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEI. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Keith's gonna g- g- give you what, what you need to know. Talk about who you gotta start, who you gotta say, gotta let go. When you be like, whoop.
You doing so good, gonna win your league, but you gotta listen to Rich Keith in the fantasy breeze. Rich Keith is playing like John Clayton up inside the huddle, and he's got a intimate knowledge of the fantasy game, like he and Matthew Barry like to cuddle. If your team got a problem, yo, he'll solve it. Winston Wolf for this fantasy gauntlet, so pretty pleased with sugar on it. Check out the hook while Keith on the Good, give you the info you desire. Who to claim from the waiver wire? So your lineup game is on fire. Put them on the board. Championship. You're definitely gonna win your league, but you gotta listen to Rich Keith and the Fanta to see. Brief. All right, time now for the fantasy brief here on the Rich Keith Show. W E E I. Fitzy is here, and Week Nine kicks off tomorrow night. Great matchup. You can hear it right here on W E E I. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans. Will, Will Levis' yeah. second start in the National Football League. Of course, Will Levis, Stiz, you remember Will Levis. He was the guy that inspired the uh, mayo and the coffee that you had. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Remember when memories. we did that? Well, those yeah. were good times, huh? Simpler time, wasn't it? Simpler, t- simpler times. He threw four touchdowns, though, in his uh, first start, and he'll be getting the start. No Tannehill again, so Titan mm-hmm. Steelers tomorrow. You also have a Germany game. And holy smokes, they gave him, like, the best game of the year. Well, it kind of helps make up for the game the next week. I was going to say, they normally give him kind of a a dump game, but Dolphins-Chiefs play in Frankfurt Stadium, so 9.30 NFL Network on Sunday. So let's start there. It's a would-you-rather Wednesday. I got a whole host of other would-you-rather questions, but as far as would-you-rather fantasy questions, Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes or Tua Tagovailoa, who has more fantasy points in that game? Boy, I know. I'm going to have to go with Mahomes because I just I feel like he is the kind of guy that would just be hell bent on a putting on a show for the international audience and b doing everything he can to bounce back after last week's lackluster performance against the Broncos. That's true. That was brutal, and he may have been sick, is what they were saying. Not like whatever. He, he had the flu. He was getting IVs all weekend. Yeah, we don't need any more excuses for him. But but Denver, they definitely bodied him pretty good. Tyreek Hill against his former team or Travis Kelsey. Ooh, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great I mean, for, what, for me. But if you are, <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, if you're Spagnolo, isn't the mission to do everything you can under the sun to make sure that Tyreek Hill doesn't get to show you up on I Sunday? I know. I feel like teams say that every week, though. They're like, hey, we gotta, as long as we, uh, you know, don't let Tyreek Hill get behind you. And then next thing you're like, oh, crap. And then you're chasing him. And then J.C. Jackson's like, what's going on over there? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh. They've played eight games. Tyreek Hill has 1,014 yards receiving. It's almost like his head coach understands that he's faster than everyone else yeah. and getting the ball in his hands should be a priority. Yeah, it's uh, it's insane. Uh, all right, who will have the most fantasy points in the Patriots-Commanders game Sunday, 1 o'clock from Foxborough? Uh, some of your choices, you got uh, Sam Howell, Terry McLaurin, maybe the favorite there, Ramondre Stevenson, Pop Douglas. Boy. Brian Robinson. B Rob? Wow. B Rob Jr. How about, how about Jahan Dotson? Jahan no. Dotson? Could I'm gonna go with Sam Howell. Yeah, it should be it should He's be. He's a mobile Sam quarterback. Yeah. He's got a strong arm. He's put up a lot of points multiple times this season. I'm not sure exactly what he's averaging on a fantasy per game basis. It's pretty solid. He's actually become a good quarterback by week starter, slash even like I've started him in one a couple weeks. He's not bad in no. uh the game they had that they had a good game against the Eagles last week. He's thrown thirteen touchdowns so far this year in the eight games. So 
Yeah, he hasn't been too bad. He probably will be the answer there. So Sunday night football, you got another good game. So if you wake up early, you get Dolphins-Chiefs for uh, the first game. And then the Sunday night game is Bills-Bangles. Tune me in. Cannot wait. Not missing a frame of that one. I kind of... I don't like, I love the Bengals on this one. They're two-point favorites at home right now. Rich, I'm st- steering toward, I know we've had this conversation, or at least we've, we, we've broached it previously. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the, okay, so I heard your team is not doing very well. Who is your temporary alt team? And I'm kind of, I mean, I've, I've, I said Lions, but I also really enjoy rooting for Joe Burrow. Yeah, Burrow's such an easy guy to root for. Like I, big I just time. freaking love the guy. I do. I, I like Burrow and a... Allen, but then I like the like you know the Bengals. There's really no like, there's no hatred towards the Bengals. Where it's a division yeah. team in the Bills, so if you're just like the tiebreaker there is I'll root for the Bengals over the Bills. Yeah, and I also just think the way they're playing, like the the Bengals like stumbled out of the gates, but they've gotten their stuff together. They just beat the 49ers. The Bills are a mess. The Patriots beat the Bills. That's how bad the Bills have been over the last wow. few weeks. Even their wins have been ugly. So mm-hmm. the fact that it's only a two-point spread, like I love that it's inside of three. I will happily take the Bengals there. And then so to wrap up, Jamar Chase or Steph Diggs, who gets more fantasy points? Oh, Jamar Chase, 100%. 100%. Yeah, the guy I, told I so you too. he's open on every play. Turns out he's right. And it turns, turns out, out he's <laughs> turns out he was correct. That yep. was not that was not pompous in any way shape or form. Nope. He is. Steph Diggs good. Jamar Chase greater than. He nailed it. All right, 2 hours down, 2 hours to go here on the Rich Keith show. You can jump aboard at 617-779-7937. We'll get to uh, some would you rather questions coming up next.